Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We just seem to wander about from one health crisis to another. And this one certainly isn't new. I see one of the headlines says GP crisis in city as surgery shuts and another may follow. We've heard about other GP practices closing down the country. So we're running out of GPs. Is it as simple as that? Let me speak to Lisa Smith from the Belfast Telegraph. Uh, Lisa, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, Lisa. You are the the person to talk to when it comes to the stories surrounding health. Nearly 7,000 patients in Belfast have been caught up in a new GP surgery crisis. Ravenbank Surgery in East Belfast has announced it will close its doors at the end of March, while a second practice in the north of the city, Antrim Road Medical Centre, is also facing closure. Why are they closing, Lisa? Well, I think it's because they can't um, find GPs to take over partnerships. Um, There's an issue within general practice. uh, The the workload is too great. We don't have enough GPs in Northern Ireland. um, And it's sort of a bit of a perfect storm. So whenever you get GPs who are leaving for whatever reason, whether that's through retirement or maybe they're moving on to something else, um, the practice then has to advertise for other GPs and it's becoming increasingly difficult to find GPs willing to take over partnerships and as a result of that contracts are being handed back to the board. The situation with Antrim Road Medical Centre is that those GPs, the partners at that practice are handing back the contract to the board. The board is the body that is responsible for um, I suppose delivering GP services so they will now have to advertise and try and find um, new partners to take on the practice. Hopefully they'll be able to do that and the crisis will be averted. But if not, it could mean that the practice has to close. And we've seen that happening before with other practices around Northern Ireland. You'd wonder why they're not able to get GPs. I'm sure there are many reasons and you will refresh my memory on what the hassles are. But I was watching the Martin Lewis Money programme on the night before last on, on UTV and they happened to be doing a thing about savings and Martin Lewis, he's out and about meeting people and he was at a railway station and the first two people he stopped were both GPs who were going to catch a train and one of them said I'm delighted that I've got a chance to speak to you Mr Lewis because I want to ask you what's the best thing to do with my tax free lump sum that I've just managed to acquire through retirement and this was a fresh faced 60 year old female GP and 
Martin Lewis said, how much is the lump sum? And she said, £249,000. And even he, well, what? £249,000 tax-free lump sum and fifty grand a year as a pension. Uh, you know, like, why are they not queuing up to take these jobs? I mean, there's no doubt that being a doctor is a well-paid job. Nobody's, nobody's going to argue that point. Um, however... GP, general practice at the moment, we, ha- we had uh, Transforming Your Care a number of years ago, shifted a lot of care into the community. The funding didn't follow that. We were also, we aren't training, we haven't been training enough GPs. So there aren't enough GPs to work in all these practices. We have more people, um, we have more older people with more complex conditions coming to GPs. Uh, I mean, the, the reasons behind this, are, there, there are so many reasons for all of this. Um, the waiting times for hospital appointments are another reason, you know, that uh, people aren't getting in to see hospital doctors, so they have very complex conditions. GPs are having to manage it. We're asking our GPs to do more work. We simply don't have the GPs there at the moment to do that work. Um, so you have GPs who are coming in in the morning. They're maybe working 12 hours. Lucky if they get a break. It's just constant. They're becoming sick. They're becoming stressed out. GPs are going off work. Um, and then you have the GPs left behind. They're becoming stressed out. It's a, it's a real vicious circle. So actually, there, you have GPs who are coming close to retirement age and they're thinking, well, this is too much. I'm not, I'm not going to stay here now. Perhaps they have another five years to go, but they actually are leaving early, taking early retirement because the job is so stressful. I spoke to a GP years ago, um, and uh, it was Dr. Tom Black from, from the British Medical Association, and he told me at the time that doctors were actually choosing to go and work in emergency departments. These are GPs who were leaving general practice to go and work in emergency departments because they were less stressful than general practice. Now, a lot of good work has been done in the interim. We have um, multidisciplinary teams now in practices, which is sort of helping to share the workload for general practice. But clearly, it still isn't enough because we are still seeing uh, GP surgeries closing. When you describe it like that, it's hard-earned money, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and these are very, very highly skilled, trained people. Um, you know, they, they accrue uh, a, a lot of bills while training to be doctors. Um, and, you know, GPs do save lives. So it's difficult to argue that they're not worth the money. And can something be done at Stormont to resolve this issue? Can steps be taken by the health minister? Can steps be taken in the financial quarter? Or is 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 that is 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 that not possible as a short term fix? Um, well, I think there's always things that can be done in the short term, but we do need to be looking at the long term as well. And like I said before, there are measures that have been put in place over the last number of years which are going some way to ease the pressures in general practice, such as the multidisciplinary teams. And they have received additional funding. There's no doubt about that. And, um, 
you know, that, that is going some way to ease the pressures. However, we really do need to be looking at reform of the health service. I said this before. It's crucial for our hospitals. It's crucial for our primary care as well. Um, so that, that's where we, we need to be. Uh, I think we need to be looking to government to start taking steps. We need our health minister to come in and make those difficult decisions to try and address the pressures in our health service. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for reinforcing that. Uh, Lisa uh, Smith is with the Belfast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Telegrapher, there's a shortage of GPs. This GP crisis in the city is a surgery shuts and a, another may follow. We were talking earlier to Lisa Smith from the Belfast Telegraph. 7,000 patients affected after failure to find doctors for struggling Belfast practices. I want to speak to one of their main union representatives uh, from the BMA, the chair of the GP committee, uh, Dr. Alan Stout. Uh, Alan, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, People have a picture of the GP's life. Okay, it's busy and you have to listen to a lot of tales of people's ills. But I was reminding Lisa Smith of an article I saw on TV one night this week where a GP was on talking about her pension pot to a financial advisor on the television. And she said, what advice can you give me? She said to Martin Lewis, I've just received a quarter of a million pounds in a lump sum and 50 grand a year in a pension. It sounds like a very appealing job to be in, Alan. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you start with pensions because pensions is actually one of the biggest issues that we have at the moment because pensions is is actually stopping people and, and stopping a what is a quite a constrained workforce that we have at the moment uh, that we're very dependent on uh, doing additional work uh, at the moment. But but there is a pensions crisis. There is this perverse uh, disincentive for people to do additional work, uh, which we're so reliant on at the moment, uh, and that that is is one part uh, that is actually contributing to some of the problems, not only in general practice, but right across the health service at the moment. Yeah, but what is the, uh, what is the problem? What is the problem with your, your pension? I know there was an issue in relation to how you were taxed, but what is the problem with your pension? Yeah, it's not a problem. I mean, the, the issue or the, the scenario that you described with somebody claiming their pension, the, the problem is actually with our younger doctors who are getting taxed very heavily on what what is called the growth of their pension. It's, it's an annual allowance. So it's not how much they put into the pension. It's how much their pension pot grows uh, within a year period. And some, we've got instances of of, uh, of GPs, of, of other doctors getting bills of somewhere between 30 and 80 
£30,000. We've got instances right across the UK of people actually being taxed more on their pension growth than they've actually earned in that uh, in that year. Um, so, so again, if, if we're looking for people to do more, what, it, what the reality is that it's actually costing them money to do that. So is a doctor, male or female, in a difficult place at this moment? I see someone asking the question, is Jerry in Belfast? My understanding is a GP gets a fee per patient and squeezes in as many patients as possible during the day and that's why you only get 10 minutes with the GP. Is that an unfair reflection? Because they do get paid per patient, don't they? No, that, that's actually completely incorrect. Um, GPs get paid uh, by in different sources. Uh, but, but, but do you not get a fee per patient? patient? Do you not get an allowance per patient? We don't, no. What, what we get is we get an amount that is equivalent or is worked out based on your list size, your patient list size. Now, that isn't that then doesn't recalculate based on how many times you see people. So the, the amount is the same no matter how many people that you see. And that, that is actually one of the fundamental problems because the funding has remained relatively static over the last number of years. We've heard about the, the issue within nursing and so on, but the same applies right across the health service and the funding going into general practice has remained relatively static. There was a small increase last year in terms of core practice funding, but the previous years weren't. But the demand, which we know only so well, again reflected right across the health service and particularly with an increasing elderly population. So the needs of the population have changed, have increased quite considerably. And so we're trying to address that within the same funding uh, and within a relatively static funding. Now there's been various things that have been done to help that and one of the things is to try and widen and broaden the primary care team but that's become quite a slow process it doesn't apply across all of Northern Ireland and some of the problems that you're seeing reported on today are in areas that don't actually have that solution uh, just yet and, uh, well, and it's well, going well, to become even more reliant on that solution Yeah, just clear this up for me when, when some doctors complain about not getting enough per patient I think there was a figure of £149 how often was that for well, what is it, what's meant by, by that that's yeah that is uh, the figures are difficult i mean that's a, that's a headline figure that's kind of there there's lots of of caveats and lots of different things around that because an awful of that, of that is on expenses so your actual practice team your receptionist your nurses and, and obviously doctors pay as well but that uh, if you take that as a as a as a headline figure it doesn't matter whether you as an individual patient if i see you zero times per year if i see you 50 times per year the fee is exactly the same uh, and the dif- the difficulty is that the the number of times and the amount of time that we're trying to or needing to spend with patients is increasing very, very substantially. And are more and more doctors under physical and mental pressure themselves? Oh, massively, massively. This is one of the most frightening things, and I know that that one of the minister's priorities is mental health, uh, and quite rightly is mental health, because this is a big, big issue in Northern Ireland. But one of the frightening things for the BMA uh, and UK-wide is the mental health within the medical profession, uh, and we're seeing quite a dramatic increase on that, very much based on on just the stress and the pressures that that people are under at the moment. Uh, And GPs moving away from a practice almost voluntarily to change style and go and work in, in A&E, Lisa Smith from the Belfast Telegraph was saying earlier. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the interesting thing. We we do need to make general practice, and we are trying very very hard to make general practice an attractive uh, place of work and an attractive thing for people to do. We've actually bucked the trend slightly in Northern Ireland in that we are seeing a slight increase uh, in doctors working in practices, but that that remains a, a massive challenge. We've we've big big issues in Northern Ireland. We have indemnity costs in North, GPs in Northern Ireland are the only healthcare professionals in the entire UK that are still paying five-figure indemnity co- personal indemnity costs uh, to protect themselves from from legal action or from uh, from any claims against them. Everywhere else, uh, it is a state-backed scheme. So, so even that discrepancy, that disparity, is is actually and what we are seeing is that it's becoming more and more difficult to attract uh, GPs uh, back across the water from England, Scotland, Wales, uh, who may want to come back but see these massive costs uh, as a as a big impediment to them coming back. And can that be addressed? Are you hoping that that'll be changed? That's been addressed. Uh, so uh, Matt Hancock, the, who is the health minister uh, in Westminster, actually announced the scheme as a UK-wide scheme. Um, so, so it was to apply everywhere uh, in the UK. We we didn't apply it because we didn't have a minister. We were told that we needed a minister to, to actually apply it. Uh, and the template is there throughout the rest of the UK, particularly in England, where they now have a state-backed uh, scheme. Uh, and we need to adopt that as a, as a matter of urgency, uh, you know, in terms of our workforce and in terms of retaining uh, and attracting people back to uh, to Northern Ireland. And how much of a disadvantage is it people going part-time to run the system? That has to be a difficulty. All sorts of reasons why young doctors, maybe doctors uh, who've uh, other interests, maybe a, a young woman who's started a family, maybe a, 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 a male doctor who has other commitments in life. We tend to be aware of a considerable number of doctors being part-time, GPs being part-time. Is, is, is that part of the problem? Yeah. Okay. So, so first and, and foremost, take part time. Take the words part time with a pinch of salt. A very significant pinch of salt. We have part time and inverted commas part time GPs who are working forty plus hours per week, uh, which in any other uh, definition is is full time. Uh, it's very very difficult to be part time in general practice because the work does not go away. You cannot close up uh, at, at at one o'clock and and say I'm I'm off for the day. Part time doctors are working well. Uh, into the afternoon um, so so part time is 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 not a reality in in general practice, but we also have to recognize that this is where the workforce is at the moment and it's it, it's actually a good thing it's something that we need to adapt to and we need to recognize um, you know in terms of the workforce that we have and the need to have a life outside of, of medicine as well it's a very very difficult job uh, and I have tremendous admiration for for any GP that is now working uh, nine or ten sessions per week uh, because that is is equating to a 60 to 65 to 70 hour uh, week uh, and is, is an incredibly difficult working environment. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to argue with you who would be listening to the programme. It must be incredibly intensive and difficult because, as I said earlier in the programme, we're only interested in ourselves when we go into the GP. We expect the GP to be fully briefed on me, me and me alone. And there are a lot of me's coming through the door to face the man or woman who 
who, who's in there. Now, Raven Bank Surgery in East Belfast, it's announced it'll close its doors at the end of March and a second practice in the north of the city, that's Antrim Road Medical Centre, is also facing closure, according to the Belfast Telegraph. So what happens to the thousands of patients that are in those practices? Well, what, what, what's the next step for those people? Yeah, so we're already working with uh, with both the board and the department uh, on this to to look at options. This is this is unfortunately something that that we have become familiar with, uh, and so in terms of working through it, uh, we we now uh, are 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 well versed on it. And um, the the hope is that they will be able to get in another contractor, and both have gone out for advert uh, to to see if somebody will take on those practices. Um, I think that is is unlikely as a scenario. So the next step would be to see would any of the neighbouring practices take on an additional uh, number of patients um, and, and again that is becoming less of an option because every practice is under difficulty and if you come to any practice now and are offering them you know one or two or three thousand more patients um, they they will see an awful lot of difficulty in, in taking on additional uh, patients and additional workload uh, because they'll be pushed themselves um, and then the next step is to, to look at other options and that would be and we already have an example of of the trust taking on a contract uh, in the southern area in Portadown, which happened a number of years ago. That's not a preferred option uh, by any stretch, but there are other options and other ways that that we need to deal with this if we can't get any of the preferred solutions. And in some places, it's easier to get an appointment with a doctor than in others with a GP. Yeah. Yeah, and and general practice works works very differently. Um, yeah, and 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 you're right. I mean, there there is a disparity. There is a a difference in terms of of how quickly patients can access. GPs, by and large, uh, tend to be exceptionally good at picking up urgent cases. So you might have to, if you've had a sore uh, foot, for instance, for a couple of weeks, you might be offered an appointment within one or two weeks. Um, if you're acutely unwell today, um, in every practice will will make sure that they see the patients that are acutely unwell and need same-day attention. And can finally, Alan, can we be confident that the GP will always be there for us or do you have, as a union representative, worries about the provision of that service in the, not the foreseeable future, but in the longer future? I, I think we've we've already been doing some very good work with the with the department and uh, and with the board to try and mitigate against some of the problems that we've we've been describing. I would have confidence uh, that that we are going to get there. I would have confidence now that we have a minister uh, that that some of the decisions that we've been waiting for uh, will will now uh, be be uh, will be confirmed and and will will be accelerated. Um, and, and we will continue. I think we will all continue to, to commit to make sure that it is a, a safe uh, service moving forward and, and that it is a viable service moving forward. That that has to be the future because a health service without a viable, a strong and a sustainable general practice uh, becomes a, a very difficult service uh, overall. Okay. Uh, thank you for putting us in the picture from uh, the doctor's representative's perspective. Uh, Alan Stoud, the BMA uh, chair uh, here. Uh, thank you very much, Alan, for your time this morning. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.